And this is Ryan. And this is Adam. You're listening to CC Cycle Home, the guitar, <laughs> buying, selling, trading, fixing, modding, breaking, reviewing, playing, gassing podcast. Oh, good grief. <laughs> we have a special guest here with us today, Adam Powell. Hi, guys. Uh, the composer and uh, player and recorder of our theme music and various other things that we've done here. Yeah. Uh, you know, friend of ours, friend of the show. Uh, he's going to be part of our topic today, but mm. before that, we're going to do our regular kind of... Uh, this sounds like uh, Dr. Laura set up, Adam will be part of our topic today, <laughs> where we will be discussing Adam. Adam, you were part of a 12-week study. Yes, I was. What did you learn? I learned a lot. <laughs> All right. So, what's new, Ryan? Uh, what's new with me? I just recently built a, uh, a new pedal board for myself for my surf rock band. It's not in here. Adam's looking around for it. Oh, I see it on the table. Yeah, right it's on the table in the other room. Uh, I have, uh, you know, my great big salvage board that Dan Tyak built for me that <laughs> nice whistle, uh, that, uh, you know, it can hold a dozen or so pedals. I really only use three or four for my surf band. So I decided it was time to slim down. Uh, and so I got this, uh, this toolbox from Harbor Freight for like 18 bucks. Oh, nice. I cut the handle off of the, uh, the the inside carrier thing and uh then i you know did whatever it took to convert it to a pedal board i put uh like strips of wood with velcro on it in there and i drilled out holes and put in the uh put in jacks on the side and stuff and i just recently used it for a show and it turned out great like it's really handy because it's got all this space underneath it to, right to stow all the cables and everything like that it's been really convenient. I'm gonna have to take a look at that later because yeah. I've been talking about putting together a micro board, and uh, that might be a good start. And it's also incognito. Yeah, people don't know when they're looking at it what it is. You they know? think you're coming to fix the plumbing. <laughs> it's also regular neato. <laughs> regular neato. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I'm going to have to post uh, some pictures of it or something like that. Uh, I want to do like a video breakdown of it to break down all the parts of it. But, it, you know, it's it's small enough that it holds about uh, four pedals right now. I think if I got a micro tuner, then I could I could slide a fifth pedal in okay. there. But, yeah, it's just hyper-functional, super utilitarian, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm happy with it. Uh, should we should we just uh, get into ads? I don't feel like I have anything else to say uh, about it, really. I could talk about I my Telecaster. Not. Yeah, yeah. You've got that. You were telling yeah. me about that the other day. I, I did a Telecaster project a while back, and I've been kind of on the fence whether or not I want to. Uh, oh, that's awful. Put more work into it. Steve is drinking a terrible beer. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm on the fence whether I want to put more work into it or just kind of button it up and sell it so that I have a hole in my collection that I can fill with something else. Oh, my gosh. Um,. But I'm like, as it is right now, it's got a standard Telecaster bridge pickup, and then it's got this Tisco pickup in the neck. But I'm thinking about, uh, con- like putting the regular Telecaster neck pickup in the middle, right? And then giving it like a three switch setup, so I could do any combination of the. Pickups. Wait, so you're gonna have Telecaster bridge pickup? Tisco stays in the neck. Stays in the neck. And then you're going to have like the lip. I, it's not really a true lipstick, but no. like the covered. 
Do you have? You, I you, have it. You already have that. I okay. bought it as a set, so I've got a, a Telecaster neck pickup. I'm going to put that in the middle. Well, shoot! In that case, yeah. what are you waiting for? Yeah, and then I'm thinking about getting one of those uh, guitar fetish tremolos, like the Tisco style ones, and putting it on there. Right. And uh, you know, doing other various cosmetic things to it, just to make it funky in the way that I like. Uh, but then, if I do that. The problem is I'm assuming I'm probably going to lose about $100 of resale value on it just because it's going to be so funky. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Adam is making himself a beverage. Um, uh, so I've been kind of straddling that. I have basically all the parts I need to do what I'm thinking. It's just a matter of do I want to keep this or do I want to sell it? Right. And it's been a little bit of back and forth in my mind. Um. So, do you remember how much you paid for all those parts? Yeah, I got the neck and the body and the Tisco pickups for one thirty. And then you had so then you paid you had to buy the pickup set. I bought the pickup set for forty. I bought the bridge for thirty. I brought I bought that uh, the control panel that had everything already installed. I, that was only like ten bucks or something. So basically, you're looking at like about two. Let's say I'm around two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. That's, if I that's put it tough. up as it is right now, if I just buttoned it up and sold it, I could probably get two fifty for it. Right. If I do the funky things I want to do to it, who knows what it'll go for? Well, the only it might only go for one hundred and fifty if I do that. Yeah, that's tough because someone will buy it thinking that's stupid, but I want the parts. Right. I mean, right. I could part it out. A three pickup Telecaster with a vibrato. Yeah, like a non Bigsby. Like weird looking vibrato, and it's got a strat neck on it. Does it have a strat neck? Yeah, it's got the Squire strat neck on it. Is, it, is that the VM neck? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. That's tough. It's a tough one. That's what I've been wrestling with the past couple of days here. Hmm. All right, let's let's get into ads. <laughs> is something been wrestling? Funny? Been wrestling with it. I have been wrestling with it. <laughs> He's a professional wrestler. <laughs> It's Not like really. Mud, is it mud wrestling or like a like KY? Well, I am naked when I'm doing it. <laughs> oh, God. The, the benefits of working from home. Yeah, yeah. I, it's me rolling around on the ground with a bunch of guitar parts, and my wife comes in like, what are you doing? I'm like, I can't figure this out. I'm just wrestling with this guitar. <laughs> oh, oh man. All right. Steve, you want to hit your ad first? Sure. We'll do this first. This is a Fender Cyclone 2 Candy Red. Mm. Super clean. This is from eBay. Uh, this is a buy it now for $750. Bucks. Um, yeah. But these do, I think, regularly like on a bid uh, end up selling like over $600. Yeah, that's a really common price for them. That's the one with the stripe on it. Yeah, yeah. This has the the racing stripe. Yeah. Yeah, this was cool. the this was a cyclone too. The original cyclone had a it had a single humbucker, single and humbucker, a neck, and a, single pickup. Right. This one has basically it has three jaguar uh, pickups in it. Yeah, three jaguar pickups with three. Are these all? Are these phase switches or on off? They're on off. On off switches. Master volume, master tone. I'm assuming. Yeah. It's weird how the price on these is taken off. You know, I sent that ad to you. And when I sent it to you, I had just seen how much that was. And I was so pissed because I looked at those guitars really hard when they came out, and they were on like clearance at Guitar Trader for like three fifty. Yeah, 
and I kind of wish I'd picked one up because they're kind of rare now. But the, the the one with the ones with the Jaguar pickups. Yeah, the uh, the original Cyclone, the humbucker single version. Uh, the price, the value on it's gone up a little. They sell like four to five hundred. Uh huh. But it's weird how the prices on this have gone up. The Cyclones were kind of part of that like weird. I keep using that word. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> the cyclone word again. The cyclone. <laughs> Do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> uh, the Cyclones were part of that series uh, with the Cyclone, the Tornado. Uh-huh. Um, I don't remember what else was in it. The Jackson was kind of sort of part of that. Uh, yeah, sort of. It, it's kind of in that same vibe. And they put of, out a like, couple of funky guitars things. that were like new, but kind of takes on an old Fender look sort yeah. of thing. In a sense, like uh, the Tornado and the Cyclone are almost like... The Pawn Shop series from a decade ago. People love those guitars, though. The people that get their hands on them love them. Right. Especially the Tornadoes, because it's like a Fender with double humbuckers and a Tunomatic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've always. Did those come out in like early 2000s? Yeah. I kind of remember them late 90s, but maybe I'm remembering Uh, wrong. I think they did some in the late. There was a run in the late 90s. And then they kind of were... I remember seeing these in high school, which was like early, like right around 2000, 2001. Yeah. I was um, in college, so. And then, like, this I'm is older, the racing know, stripe version. Whatever. No big deal. Was a little later. <laughs> Andrew Thomas just, I think, just got a tornado. Yeah, wasn't he talking about um, that a while back? And he's been, he's been trying to get one of those for, like, forever. Years. Yeah. But, yeah, a lot of people say the tornado is kind of like Fender's take on the Les Paul, and it really, like, nails, like, this a unique tone. The Cyclones you don't hear about as much, I just think, because they're weird. Yeah, totally. Uh, but it's kind of if you're looking for a more playable alternative to a Mustang, I think that's the way to go. You know, I, I this just dawned on me that this guitar is basically like the Jaguarillo. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on in there, like, and I, I think it's a Mustang body Strat kind of uh, lineup for pickups, like the three pickup thing. But then they're Jaguar pickups. Yeah. Uh, plus a strat trim on it like it's a funky guitar i think if i think it's one of those things where in the time when this guitar came out everything was you think about like what was going on musically uh-huh. it's all like corn limp biscuit yeah totally lincoln park like the all this kind of stuff thing. like everything is like new metal or like very poppy uh-huh. and i think the whole like garage rock gritty Whatever that has allowed like the Fender Pawn Shop series and the Fender Modern Player series to happen uh-huh. has allowed it, it's just a different time. I think if the Cyclone were to come out today, people would be like, they'd oh, be into it. They'd be like, this is rad. Especially if they put that out with the Jaguar pickups and then a variation with Jazzmaster pickups. Yeah. People would be on it. Three pickup Jazzmaster set. Oh my set. gosh, that'd be nuts. <laughs> I wonder how long because we're talking about how it came out early 2000s and that's right when like the new metal thing started happening and all like the kind of the the heavier emo sort of stuff right and hardcore and whatnot I wonder if they started development on that guitar a couple of years earlier when you had more of like the Liz Fair playing a duo sonic scene going on maybe like, the alt rocky kind of you know strummers yeah, know, in in alt rock bands going on, so that's when they developed it, and it would have fit perfectly when that with that time, but it just came out late. Yeah, I could see Tailored. that. I could definitely I, see that. I definitely remember when that when those first 
came out, I wanted one so bad. Yeah, I was I was listening to like a lot of like shoegaze, like you know, right, just, just, totally, and, and and I just the racing stripe and the and the jaguar body and yeah, was, yeah, it hits it, a lot, but of, it but it was way over 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 my price range. Sure, sure, right. it hits a lot of things that are just attractive. You know? do you remember what these were new? weren't they, Were they like six six fifty? I think something like that. I think MSRP was probably around five hundred ish. You think it was that low? B- yeah, I think so. I, I just remembered. Are these are these Mexican or Japanese? That's I think that's the real Mexican. question. Okay, so they'd be a little lower because I know the Japanese stuff that's kind of in this vein uh-huh. was all like the Jag Sting when it came out. I keep referencing the Jag Sting. I know right, it's right. a little different, um, but the Jag Sting was uh, earmarked, I think, at six forty. Yeah, that was uh, that was uh, I think the store price. Sure. Um, but that was different because it was riding off of Kurt Cobain. Yeah, and it's and, and it's Japanese, so it's a little. Yeah. Con- it's in their hierarchy. It's a little higher quality. You no, know, Fender was pushing that stuff along with their Mexican Strats, that kind of price range. So they right. weren't expensive. Right, so they probably were like four hundred, like yeah. probably right around four hundred. Like I said, I saw them on clearance for three fifty. Yeah, the so. Strats at that time would have been, I think, three forty nine or three seventy nine. Yeah. And then, so the, yeah, these were probably between four and four fifty. Yeah, something like that. I closed my eyes. You can't see this. I'm closing my eyes to tap this like long forgotten portion of my yeah. brain. Well, I, I, I remember always getting stuck on the musicians friend page. Totally. That had those guitars, and I was just I would sit there and drool. Yeah, know? totally. And then I bought a Strat instead. You know? <laughs> I went out and bought a Strat. Instead. Well, let's talk about the ad that that Adam is holding. Uh, your wife owns one of these. It's, yes, she does. Um, this is a bass guitar. The the ad is actually for multiple things. It says lots of guitars and bass parts. Yeah. Um, Forty dollars $40 for some reason. I guess maybe that's because it's the first item. Yeah. It's usually, people it. usually post like the price of the cheapest thing to try to get people to look at it. Yeah. Sure. One dollar. But, but the, yeah. this guy looks like he's selling a bunch of stuff. A Telecaster, a couple Telecasters, a Chinese symbol, which means nothing. Uh-huh. A P-Bass body. <laughs> uh, two other black ones. A red strap body. <laughs> and he has a complete Epiphone combo base. I thought Lincoln strings. made it so that we couldn't sell the black ones. <laughs> Oh, come Steve, on. Don't do Whoa. that. Just, I'm just saying. <laughs> He's just saying that. I've, Guys, Steve is just saying that terrible I've been, thing. I've, I've been listening. I'm long-time listener, first-time caller, but I've, I've been listening to this podcast for a long time waiting to call you out on your racism. And just because you say something could possibly be racist doesn't mean it's not racist for yeah. you to call it out. <laughs> Steve is the least white person in this room. <laughs> That's and true. In this moment, that makes mo- no difference. In this moment, the most non, racist. Non-white people can be racist, it's too. True. But it doesn't mean as it, much. It's only, it's only racism <laughs> if I think it's okay. Right. right. I'm not saying that, you know... Anyway, anyway. let's get back to the, the ad here. The yeah, ad is back on track. The ad is for... This is a... Uh, it's what is a, the model number on those? The, the base that Steve has pulled up for the ad... That's a. It's an Epiphone EBM four. Ah, that's right. And it's it's all active. Um, and the They're, funny thing is, he says it just needs strings. So it's like if you go over there to pick this thing up, the guy has no strings on it. So how can you? You know, yeah. I guess you could you could you could take stuff over there to test it. You could tap on the pickups with a with like a screwdriver. Yeah. And you would hear that sound is coming out, but you don't know what kind of sound it but, is. But but I will tell you from owning and knowing this bass firsthand. That the number one problem with this thing is crackle, right? And it sounds like Rice Krispies some days. And we've had 
we've had to get it fixed multiple times because of the active sure like the active and, well and stuff so it. the part of the reason i found this ad like i talked about last episode like i've started doing kind of active flipping uh-huh because uh, i've got i've got a little bit of startup uh cash flow to do that and um so i looked at this and i was like maybe this could be flipped for like He's asking eighty bucks. Maybe I could do like one fifty, two hundred. Yeah. Even if I could only do one fifty, it would be worth it. They eBay yeah. kind of two fifty ish. Yeah, and and one of the things that scared me off is I know we've Adam and I have talked about this is having me is Chelsea's base work is it like fully functional yeah, right now? Absolutely. Because I know for a while like it was kind of like this questionable like something's weird with the electronics. We, we, we definitely and, had a couple shows where it literally crapped out. Yeah. So so that. You know that in mind, like as a flipper, like I don't want to get a hold of something and then ha- lift, put it back up as like, oh, pickups only work sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Is the issue with the actives is that the the pots are directly connected to the circuit board or something? I don't know. I mean, I honestly I don't really get in there and get my hands dirty. I sure. would guess it's got a lot of guts. I would guess this is set up a lot like my Yamaha uh-huh. was before I gutted it. Um, so it's uh, a blend knob, blend knob, master volume. Wow, that was bad. <laughs> blend knob, master volume. Don't drink Bud Light Platinum, guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no blend knob, master volume, and then a treble boost, uh-huh. bass boost. Yes. That's typically how a two-band active circuit is, which is what I assume this is. Is that uh, what it is? One- one knob controls the bridge pickup volume, and one knob is the neck volume. Oh, really? I think, okay. I think the other two are tone. Okay, so it's totally different. So yeah. this is a less pulse setup. Yeah. Um, but there's just circuits and what you know. There's well, as of, soon as you start involving PCBs, I'm not. It's it's out of my yeah thought process for repairs. There's a pile of guts in there. Yeah. We 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 originally took this to that. What was that guy's name? Ron. You took this Ron. to Ron, yeah. right? Yeah. And he fixed it. And then since then, we've had a couple, couple times. Oh, okay. Where it, sure, sure. I mean, the, the one that with the Yamaha that I had, like, you were dealing with, like, stacked pots. Yeah. You know, things That's connected true. to circuits, uh, uh, cable, what, like, basically, like, computer connectors where you've got, like, four cables, like, in a plastic sleeve. Uh-huh. Sure. Um, like a, but a, even, a computer in there. Even yeah. potentially as as a guitar that you could just gut it and put in, you know, put in passive. Yeah. It, if 80 bucks isn't bad. Well, no, for 80 bucks. If I was looking for a bass for myself, I mean, one, 24 frets on a bass for yeah. 80 bucks is like, yeah. It's, and that's it's pretty massive. rare. I mean, those basses are lookers too. Yeah. They're and, cool looking. And the thing that most people don't realize about active pickups for bass, we're going to divert for like a minute. <laughs> Steve, Steve was getting us geared up for a major change in he the took podcast. A really deep um, breath. Oh my gosh, Steve's took, posture has changed. I know his everything. Facial expression is is like just so serious. All of a sudden, he's folding his hands. He's drinking his he's drinking his vodka water, and he's just. I mean, he's ready. I, so, so about to get real. I don't think I can see the light at the end of the. Tunnel. I would imagine this Epiphone is the same. I went through this with my Yamaha. The pickups in a lot of active bases are actually passive pickups. Sure. The, only, the only thing that's active is the circuit. Right. This is different from like EMGs or Seymour Duncan blackouts, which are actually like extremely low output circuits that rely on Having a power. yeah on a on a nine volt preamp to boost the signal 
to uh, to like to a normal pickup output level, and actually they boost it higher, which is why it, like the idea or the impression of active pickups is always that they're high gain uh-huh. is because they're actually super low gain, but they run through a preamp before they get to your right, guitar. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I do with the Yamaha, and if I was just looking to convert this to a bass uh, that I would personally use, that I, that I would think about maybe doing, is just converting it to passive. Sure. And doing like a Les Paul setup, you don't have the luxury of a three-way switch on something like this. Uh-huh. But you can still kind of do some blending with the knobs. And the only issue I've had with my Yamaha, so my Yamaha bass was an active bass that I converted to passive. It sounds great. The output is actually, even at, in a passive version, the output of that bass is higher than my jazz bass was. Really? Wow. Yeah. I make the limiter line on, or the limiter light on the bass amp at church that gk uh-huh. that thing goes off constantly with the yamaha look at it go look, look at it go <laughs> um, so i would i would think about that with that it's easy to figure out with the with yeah. the quick uh volt ohm meter test i, I and, feel like uh, that, that could be a fail safe for, yeah for, no it for is a fail safe and the thing is is when the circuitry is there if your battery dies like uh, your volume drops off, but mm-hmm. if you've converted to passive, it's just a regular bass. Yeah. Um, the only issue I've had is that both of the both tone knobs actually affect the signal. Regard, even uh, if I have, okay. even if I have the bass pickup turned all the way down, or the bass like the ba- like the neck pickup turned all the way down, uh, adjusting the neck tone position is that's still in the signal path like sucking away treble uh-huh so it does affect that a little but this bass in the ad is 80 bucks i think 80 bucks is what i paid for my yamaha i've played chelsea's bass once or twice mm-hmm. it's a pretty good playing bass for 80 bucks like it's definitely well worth it sure this is again like i wish the guy would have emailed me back because i would have been flipping that like crazy he probably mm-hmm. had one guy show up and grab all his stuff yeah. this I dude hope. this guy's down the street from you too from he's me? got he's got oh, bad gas from from Adam. Yeah. Wow, he's in my he's in my hood. Yeah, he's in. You the, should go buy the, that the bass. NP. You should contact him and get him to call you back and double up, double up the base. See if the guts work in that one, and then keep the one that works best. <laughs> if you if you Don't bought encourage me if you bought this base <laughs> if you bought this base and then put strings on it, and it worked better than Chelsea's base, and you sold Chelsea's base, would she know? She would know. Okay. Yeah, she'd know. <laughs> There's got to be little imperfections and stuff like that. that sure. That woman sleeps with one eye open. <laughs> Clutching her pillow tight? Yes. <laughs> All right. We'll move on to my ad. Uh, there's a ad up on our Craigslist uh, in my neighborhood near Mesa College mm. uh, for a 70s vintage Epiphone ET-276 made in Japan Matsumoku. Wait, did you say it's factory. near Mesa College? Yeah. Well, that's, that's over in Claremont, isn't it? That's in Claremont. I always mix that up with, uh, with uh, Miramar College. Every time I say Claremont, I think of, of Bad Credit's Two Fat yeah, Beats. Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> this is... Uh, you've probably seen the new Epiphone Wilshire guitars. Uh, don't buy those, is my advice. <gasps> I don't think they're good. Have, have you played them? I have played them. I don't think they're good. I think they're, they, play fa- they pay fair for their price point. Which is around right. like your four hundred and fifty to five fifty, like mid range kind of guitar. It's right. good for the price. 
It's good for the price. Well, it's <laughs> it's fair for the price. I don't even think they're that much. I thought they were like around three hundred. Yeah, they're pretty cheap. I know there's a studio version, so I might be I mixing have, them up. I have picked up, I think, a '60s Wilshire at a at a guitar store. Incredible, a just totally incredible guitar. Way different than what they're putting out that has the same body shape. This one is '70s. I don't know if there's a huge difference between the '70s and the '60s versions. Ten but, years, but I know there is a huge price difference. Where this right. one is four fifty, and that's a fair price. Uh, but the '60s ones are in the thousands. Uh, huh. I don't know how different they could possibly be. Uh, this is Mij. A lot of Japanese stuff in the '70s was great, but for four fifty. If you're looking for a double humbucker, uh, kind of easy strummer guitar, like these, this is a great guitar. Is you know, my guess. I haven't touched it. Obviously, it's an ad. It's an advertisement on Craigslist <laughs> that I haven't gone and checked out personally. But I think these are really cool guitars. They have a really cool look. It's before Epiphone had the really terrible headstock shape that they have now. It's got the big uh, book scroll on it. You know, the big jump in price value might just be due to, um, I want to say, I know at least a big chunk of the 70s. I don't remember how long it was. Um, oh, 1969 to 1986, Gibson was owned by the Norland Corporation. Oh, And yeah. uh, a lot of the Norland era stuff is really like... Gotcha. Excuse me. And so um, I realize it's Epiphone. Right. But Epiphone was owned by Gibson by this time. They were probably controlling things. So it wouldn't surprise me if the same like price knock that gets thrown at uh, Norland era Gibson, uh-huh. it would also be thrown at Epiphones from that same time period. Sure. It might also just be a, a straight thing of like age where, you know, a 1975 Stratocaster right now is going to get you like two to three thousand dollars. A 1965 Stratocaster is going to get you like, yeah, you know, ten to fifteen thousand dollars, yeah, or at least totally. you know maybe like six to ten thousand dollars. It's like a down payment on a house. Can you sort of? It depends on the maybe. house. Maybe yeah, small house. Oh, small house. Well, if you don't live in, in if you don't live in San Diego, yeah, a small house in Texas. Yeah, dudes, <laughs> I could buy a house outright from Texas. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we have I think a bigger topic today, so maybe let's just get straight into it. Uh, Let's we, get into it. We brought Adam here today because, well... Let's be honest. Adam has a problem. Yeah. Adam has gas. Adam has a major gas problem. I have, I have bad gas. Yeah, bad, bad gas. He's got the guitar or gear acquisition syndrome. Yeah. yeah. Up the wazoo. Uh, you know, Adam, you're a multi-instrumentalist. You play and record things where basically you play everything on the recording so mm-hmm. you have a lot of stuff laying around that steve and i just are never going to have like drum sure. sets and all these other instruments and stuff you've prepared a list for us of everything that you own and we're going to kind of try to help guide you as to what you should keep and what you should yeah put out on the market even, so, even- so other people can have fun playing music too adam <laughs> you can you can't Even, have all the instruments. A- Adam has a small music store's worth oh my of instrument, of like gear on this list. Literally, I think there's around 80 pieces of gear on this list right sure, now. Sure, sure. Okay, so the, here, here's what kind of brought this about, is that not so long ago, on the Facebook group, everybody's like, oh, let's take pictures of our gear and put it up. And uh-huh. I was like, that would take me all day if I had to do that. So so I thought, 
I was like, oh, maybe I'll just... I I had some of this listed out already just for the purpose of keeping track of everything. Uh-huh. Um, because when you have... When you have a lot of stuff, things walk off, and and you forget where you put things, and sure, you forget. Sure. Well, you're storing a lot of this at the church. Yeah, and 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 I let I let people borrow things, and I you know, yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> which we'll get into. I mean, we'll get into that later. His mixers is right here, you know. Oh yeah, that I forgot about that. Yeah, that's we're not borrowing on, your that's mixer. That's not on the list. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, th- this is the list off the top of my head. Um, that I you want to just do a with. straight run through, read all the way through it. Sure, is that ridiculous? I think you should do it to pay penance for everything that you own. <laughs> let's let's be honest. A lot of this was bought um, in college while I was driving pizza delivery. Uh-huh. Had a lot of money that I didn't have to right do anything with. You so, didn't have a wife you know, and a kid. So, like so, you yeah, now. yeah. So so the majority of my bad gas is from my college days. Right. And I think that a lot of people made mistakes in college and that's okay. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> you can you you know, we learn from our mistakes and we sure, and sure. we we grow as human beings. Sure. But now I'm getting to the point where I'm like I have a lot of junk that's sitting around that's really not worth much, but if I got rid of some of it, maybe I could maybe I could buy I don't know something, something down the sure, road. Sure, sure. Well, you could, you know, just put that money somewhere, and I could put that money have somewhere. Resources, you know. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I could th- pay the bills. I think the, the biggest issue for you isn't that you buy a lot of stuff because you know I think Steve and I buy more stuff than you do more sure. regularly than you do. You just never sell anything. I don't. Why would I? You keep everything forever. I have I, a I have a deep emotional and personal connection yeah. to all of these pieces of equipment. <laughs> I've. You know, I I can understand that I can't sell some of my guitars, but I've heard you I've I've heard you tell me before when Steve has sold certain things, and you've been like, I don't understand why Steve sells. I don't understand why he sells <laughs> these things. You're supposed to just keep them. You're supposed to keep them forever. Like he he was he sold a Telecaster and put a Telecaster up on the market, and you're mm-hmm. like, don't sell that. I'll buy it. And you bought the Telecaster off. It's of on the list just so that it wouldn't disappear into the void. All right, so let's hit the list. Um, we'll start with the guitars because that's that's easy. Sure. Uh, so I have a, and and some of this some of this is my wife's as well. Sure. Well, um, we we include we include all these things together. I'm not gonna right. I'm not gonna say what's my wife's and what's. Well, what's we're not the, gonna tell you to sell anything that's your wife's. Yeah. Okay. Because she has better stuff than you. And and yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. She was saying on the way over here. She was like she was like you know what I don't buy a bunch of junk. I buy a couple really nice things. <laughs> And therefore, I don't have to have all of this embarrassing equipment lying around. She doesn't have to go on podcasts yeah, and absolutely. deal with her, her dirty, dirty problem. Absolutely. So this is kind of this is kind of half you know half podcast, half AA meeting. Yeah, kind of intervention. Intervention. Yeah. All right. So so guitars. I got a, a Fender Strat Elite Two, which is an American uh, Fender MIM Strat. And that's uh, Sunburst uh, Gaia Tone. That was a gift from Ryan. Uh-huh. I have a J Terser Resonator, uh, Squire Telecaster. What what kind of Telecaster? Was it's that? a Telecaster Custom Two because I sold yeah. that to you. Steve <laughs> Steve sold that to me. I have a BC Rich, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Um, maybe not to everybody, but it it has uh, carbon carbon humbuckers. Yeah, in and it. you painted that thing in your what, to, and to, I to which per, to what person is that guitar not ridiculous? It, no one. That's the that was the point. Yeah, Even yeah. when I was painting it, I was like, "This is ridiculous." Every part of that yeah. guitar, uh, but who cares? So this was so the this BC Rich was 
Adam nicknamed it the thing. The thing. And yes. uh, he repainted it in a checkerboard when Adam and I were in a pop punk band together called Harry Beckman. Yes. A little pop punk ska. It, yeah, sort of it, it was. It was. It was on the yeah, verge. We did Squad Five O covers. Yeah. yeah, and okay, so that so that thing that thing weighs. A million pounds. It's so heavy. Yeah, it's oh, so heavy. I've never picked up a guitar that heavy. But it's a, it's a, you know, I, I didn't have any respect for BC Rich guitars until I owned yeah. that guitar, and I was like, what? Well, this is actually kind of cool. And anyway, you got that carbon pickup in there that's like eighteen k or something. Like it's, <laughs> it's so hot, the hottest it's pickup so I've ever hot. played. There, there is no clean tone that comes from that guitar. Oh man! All right, so and then we'll get into acoustics. I've got a Lapatri E2 QI classical, um, a Takamini. G332 acoustic, an ovation applause, which Ryan constantly Apple makes sauce. fun of. And I have two random acoustics that I don't even know what they are. They're just old 70s Japanese-made pieces of junk, hand-me-downs. Um, for, for Sam Miller, I've got a, a, a D-Ring Good Time five-string banjo. Uh-huh. Um, I, have, I have a Squire Affinity P-Bass, which is my recording bass, and Chelsea always makes fun of it because it's... It's a piece of junk. Yeah. But um, Chelsea has a an Epiphone EBM4, which we talked about already. Yeah. Uh, so now I'll go down the list of just random other stuff. Good grief. I, I have an Ibanez mandolin, uh, marimba, violin, clarinet, saxophone, Yamaha trombone. I have two auto harps, a set of Deegan vibes, a vibraphone, a companion air organ, 12-button accordion, Cajon, Jimbe, random percussion junk, Korg nano pad, nano control, a trumpet, electric piano, which I think is a, like a Roland EP1, tone bell, xylophone, I have a Casio keyboard. <sighs> <laughs> All right, so we'll, we'll let's talk let's talk amps. Pignos B100V, Marshall JTM30, PV Classic 30, PV TKO80, Marlboro, Fender Frumman 25. Uh, the Marlboro is like a solid state 50 watt. It's like a like practice that. amp. It's a practice amp. Yeah. Pedals, uh, Fender Fuzzwa, Big Muff Pie, the Russian model, MXR Phase 100, Boss T2, and a Proco Rat, which nope. disappeared. <laughs> A long time ago, yeah. which wasn't in working condition. So I was like, oh, what happened to it? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Steve I, fixed it. And Steve got it and, in and working And then talked condition. about it on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's where that, that's where that went. Okay, so that's, that's, the, that's guitars and amps and other stuff. I have, I have three drum sets because I'm <laughs> – mainly I'm a drummer. Yeah. So, so I have a – 68 Slingerland kit, a 70s Astro, like, Japanese import kit, and then, like, an 80s Premier kit. Uh, probably about, I don't know, seven or eight snares. How many snares is that? Nine? Ten? Three, Wait, no. how many snares do you have? Seven. Seven. You have seven snares? Seven, yeah. This, the best one The best one's the Ludwig Superphonic. That's that's my okay. that's my nicest snare. And then I have a Slingerland Chrome over brass, like a deep deep dish which is a six five but uh symbols what's that one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve we're gonna post this list on the group so yeah, you guys we'll, can see it yeah we'll post the list i most of my sil- my symbols are zildjian's various rides but you know when when you're a drummer you need to have sure options sure. it's like having pedals it's not sure. a big deal no symbols aren't that big of a deal um so that's 
all of that. Then I have recording equipment. Do I really need to get into this? This is I'm you, feeling embarrassed. Well, I mean, the recording equipment <laughs> is like a it's pretty standard recording. Yeah, fare, yeah, I feel yeah. Like. Okay, so I got I got a Tascam like a like a tape recorder, like a four track four two four. I think it's a four two four three. I have my preamps at PVV MP two. I have DBX one sixty three X compressor pair. I have a Behringer composer, an Allen Heath board bunch of microphones you just sound so defeated a sure sm7 newman kmi 84 an akgc 144 (laughs) i got a drum mic kit you spelled newman wrong chelsea was making notes so she she spelled that wrong (laughs) she's my secretary Uh uh-huh that's true and then other sure microphones that i don't need to get into i have a couple keyboards an elisa's micron melodica i don't know yeah, you have all xylophones, random like little little noise little noisemaker things. But here's the thing: is that maybe in my younger days I was thinking, like, oh, one day I'll have some kind of a makeshift studio, which I guess in some ways I kind of do have a makeshift studio. My, no one records there other than me. Yeah, and I go in there, and it's like my own little man pad, my own secret layer. And right. I, yeah. Well, you've got all these redundancies, and I wonder if, like, maybe you have, you keep a lot of this stuff because you think, oh, maybe I'll have a project, and someone won't have an amp, exactly. and then they can use this this PVTKO eighty. And and you know what? Like my the 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 band, the last band project that I was in. Everyone in the band used my equipment, right? You know, so a lot of those so, people, so it, it makes know, sense. A lot of those people do have their own equipment, especially when it comes to to basic yeah. things let, like let, you have to use your equipment because that's let, let's sure. be, let's be to. let's be honest. You functioned as an enabler for lazy bandmates. Yes, that's true. <laughs> I realize and I, I was know, wheels. I realize the, I know all of, of your stuff. bandmates, and they might be angry, but I'm just being really honest here, like. I would, as a bass player and a guitar player, I might show up to like a practice and say, "Hey, is there an amp I can use?" Because basic, yeah, right, right, bass amps are heavy. But I can't imagine like showing up to a thing, and being like, "Hey, man, can I borrow your bass amp and your your bass guitar and your effects and all this stuff?" And if I needed to bring my own bass amp, then that's that's just what I need to do. Sure, like, sure. it's not a big deal. Sure. So, so what I what I was hoping that you guys could help me with is the reason for me bringing this list to you guys uh-huh. is tell me what guitars I should get rid of. Sure, sure. What amplifiers what amplifiers should I get rid of? And like what is what is my what is my keep list? Sure, sure. Well, I I've been making little check marks here. Okay. Cuz I printed out the list. Uh I you know, I think this is going to be the hardest one for you maybe, but I think you should sell your MIM Strat. No. That was my first guitar. That was I know, the, but when, uh, yeah, I I agree with you. When was the last time you used it for anything? Yeah, I, it was. Oh, it's been so years. I'm going th- to th- has a Stratocaster Elite. I'm going to throw this out there. How much control do you? Because ha- I realize a, there's a, at least like maybe half a dozen things on here that are Chelsea's. Do you have a yay or nay say on whether or not that stuff stays? Well, we were saying while you yeah, were sure. in the bathroom sure. that I, her stuff is better. Most it of is. her stuff. Most of her stuff, you probably wouldn't want to get rid of so there, anyway. There's right. two angles on this here. One, the Stratocaster Elite Two is an American Strat, uh-huh. but it's a worthless American Strat because it's active. 
Well, it, it's not. It's active and it's not a traditional strat. It's, it's something different. Worthless for it, now. It's going it, to be more worth more than the Mexican sooner. Sure. Yeah. But so I mean, so that begs the you know the question that's being asked here is like, what you as far as usability goes? Uh huh. When was the last time that strat got played? The, Which one? The elite. The elite. The elite. I've used to record. So okay, so you are using that to record. Yeah. Then, then I. So basically, what I, the what I'm thrusting towards Whoa. is whichever one of the strats isn't <laughs> getting played frequently is the one that should go yeah. so if it is the mexican then then yeah then i would push for that one originally my thought was that the mexican was getting used more than the elite no. every time i've seen that mexican it's sitting pristine in a case in and a it's case like, oh here it is it's we still found- got it's still got blood on the on the pit guard but and i really actually think at this point you could at least break even on the Mexican strat. Oh, if yeah. you cleaned it Probably, up and yeah. threw new strings on it, you could break even because Mexican strats now are like 500 bucks new. I think I remember I bought, I you paid like, three, like 350 yeah. yeah. I remember, I think I met you shortly, at, either right when or shortly after you bought that was when I met yeah. you. You could uh, probably so. get somewhere between three and three fifty for it. So yeah, for sure. You're not. You're not. I. I think you're either going to break even or you're going to take a little bit of a loss. But as it is right now, it's taking up a lot of space wherever you're storing it, <laughs> and you're not using it. Right. Uh, Let's not get into where all this stuff yeah. is stored because it's got, various places. And you've got the elite sitting well, around, which is the one that you use when yeah. you when you reach for a So, so to kind of clarify all of this, if you don't mind, how big is your apartment? It's a two bedroom. It's small. Like maybe you know, seven hundred you know square feet. So, so, so that's what we're dealing with. Because I know, like, Ryan, we talked about this before we started podcasting. Ryan, Ryan plays guitar. I play guitar and bass. Just looking at like the guitar and bass list, both of us were like, "This is like, you know, it's like thirteen instruments. Thirteen sure. between guitars and bass, it's like thirteen. And we're both kind of like, yeah, like that's. That's not a huge like. I mean, I've got thirteen to fourteen guitars or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and and I'm, I'm close to that. I don't offhand. I can't remember exactly what I'm at. Sure. Um, but you know, that's not a huge number. I know people that own like thirty guitars. Yeah. Sure. You know, but the the part of the problem here is with Adam is that as a multi instrumentalist and like as a combo uh, like multi-instrumentalist slash producer you know your interests are basically take think about like if you're a a guitarist and you want you're interested in a lot of different kinds of guitars and then apply that to guitars and bass and drums and recording equipment so 13 let's see 13 times 4 is uh 52 yeah so that's the number that's the amount of equipment you're allowed to keep 52 oh my gosh wow i'm just kidding <laughs> i don't know that's helpful i mean if i could get I rid mean, of 30 but, things that'd be fantastic but from like a rational perspective like in order to get to that number we'd have to get rid of 30 things i don't know if you can really do that because uh, i know like certain things like with guitar you think Everyone says like, "Oh, you have Strat, Telecaster, Les Paul, right, right. Gretsch that covers all your flavors." But really, like, you've got single coil P90 humbucker, I'm, and, and that I'm, covers I'm it all. I'm not even a good enough guitarist to need that many right. guitars. I mean, the only reason that you have the Telecaster is that so someone who is in your band who owns their own guitars can play guitar in your band. 
That's true. <laughs> I like the way that that, right, that Telecaster right. has a very unique sound. It does. It has humbuckers in it, and it's no, it has P90s in it. Yeah, P90s. Yeah. In it. I'm sorry, but it's not. It's not necessary for your band to continue. No, no. Well, the band, the band's over anyway. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. It's not necessary for you up. to continue so you as a sell, music person. I think you could sell that Telecaster. You think so? Yeah. I, and I think you could get. Do you remember how much you paid? Two hundred. No, it wasn't that. I, th- I want to say 180. I think I sold it to 175, you. 175, maybe. Once yeah. I, th- I know, I know because I remember going through this process when I sold it to you. I sold it to you for whatever I paid for it. Okay. Yeah. So I think I paid. Thank you, Steve. I think I paid like 160 <laughs> for the guitar and then 15 bucks for that case. Yeah. You're, so gen- I, I you're a gentleman. You can break even on that, or maybe even make a little scratch on I'll the sell it back to you, Steve. Uh, here's an <laughs> here's an issue. No. Your your main acoustic right now is not classical. I don't yes. think you should sell that at all. No. Uh, you have three dreadnought steel string acoustic guitars yes. sitting around. You've got the applesauce, yeah. and then you have listed as two random acoustics. <laughs> you think that if you can't even mention their names that you should keep them? Probably yeah, not. Yeah, when you say random, is it because they're genuinely like literally just li- random literally or just they're, because they're you just don't remember what they are? They're in cases that were under other cases, and I didn't want to take them out to look, and right. I can't remember. I feel like you're keeping them just to keep the cases. Like you're like, Probably. oh, I might need these cases someday. I just think to myself, I think to myself... Why would I go through the trouble posting anything on Craigslist well, right you, now? You could donate these to some kid who needs I them. I know. You know? I could do so many thing. great things. I don't think. I think you should. Being a multi instrumentalist, I think you should have a steel string acoustic around. Well, you think Chel- that Takamini? Well, Chelsea's right? got that Takamini, so yeah. you've got four acoustics sitting around. Okay. I think you should sell off all your steel strings and just rely on that Takamini. Okay. Uh, you don't. Need, I know that you know the the applesauce is an early guitar for you. That's like one of your first guitars yeah. or whatever. It's a piece of junk. Yeah, you're I not going to play it. I can yeah. almost justify keeping that just because I know that was your first guitar. Yeah, and I also know it's worthless. It's you know, worthless. But it's like think. It, I mean, you're you're hurting for space. You're in a two bedroom apartment. Mm-hmm. You've got a kid in one of the bedrooms. Well, and and, and my wife is telling me yeah. basically it's time to get rid of all this stuff. And we, <laughs> we've had a turnaround at the church where there's other people scrambling for storage space that yeah. you have filled. Uh, it's time. Think, think about how much space three acoustics take up that you're not using. You're telling me. Even if you put those up for, for 50 bucks a pop on Craigslist just to get rid of them. I feel right now like this is an intervention. Yeah, and I, and I, and I, would, I feel embarrassed. I would say min- you feel embarrassed? Yeah, I feel embarrassed. I would say minimally. We're helping you. I'm looking Thank at, you. I'm looking at you, the Adam. guitar I list. The squ- I think the Squire Telecaster should go minimally the Squire Telecaster and the two random acoustics. I think Ryan and I were going to disagree on the I'm applause. Oh, okay. I'll give somebody the applause. And we'll, ag- we'll agree on the, on the... Well, yeah, I mean, if you don't have any kind of, like, emotional... If you don't feel like you have an emotional investment in them, then they yeah, cut, the only they thing cut thing that is, puppy loose. The only thing is, for as worthless as that guitar is, it. I know how to record it because I've been recording right. it for so many years. Sure. So it's like, a lot of times you get... You get as as a recording musician, you get these weird connections with instruments. Sure, oh, where absolutely. It's like, where it's like you're not just playing an instrument, but you know how to make that instrument sound the way that you want it right, in right. a mix. Sure. And as like as an engineer, you're like I would rather use a piece of junk that I know how to mix well than use something really nice that I can't get to sound the way I want. Right. Sure. So so a lot of this. A lot of the stuff that I acquire over the years, I've had a lot of experience recording and a lot of experience miking, and it's just like 
I know exactly where to put a microphone in, pl- in front of that applause. And I'm like, it doesn't even matter if it doesn't sound good. Sure, It sure. sounds the way that I want it to sound. Right. So let's let's just leave it at that. Right. I've never recorded with that Takamini because oh, I'm okay. like because I'm like why would I touch that? It's impossible to play. Sure. The action's so high. And oh the, really? And, and well, the action on the applause feels like it's been in my trunk for maybe, 15 maybe, years. Maybe the ta- has yeah, because it has. And it's maybe got the tax needs all. to go. Well, but the thing is, at, <laughs> or maybe the Takamini just point, needs an adjustment. Yeah, yeah. At some at some point, I just I realized that the personal connection with an instrument is a little bit more important to me sure. than the actual worth of the instrument Absolutely. itself. Sure. Absolutely. But it, at this point for you, it's not even about... The problem isn't the, the worth of these things. This isn't really about the money. It's about the space that they take. Absolutely. And the what they're really doing is they're limiting you f- possibly from getting things that you could be using more. Like an education for my son. Yes. <laughs> I don't think or, you're going to pay for an education for your son with these materials. It's, it is, it's a start. He's waiting for us to find the thing in here that is worth forty thousand dollars. <laughs> <Yeah>. Nothing. <laughs> none of this. None of this stuff is worth over a hundred dollars. Okay. That, outside of the guitars, I think we've talked about the guitars sure. enough. I that, think you should keep the banjo. That's half sarcastic, but I just. I will we, never. That banjo was a great find. Don't say never. I. Okay. If you I'll, play, I'll, if you end up playing banjo more, then you might get yourself a better banjo. Then you'd sell that. Mm. Or if you end up playing, yeah. Or if like you look ten years down the road sure. and you're like, I haven't played this banjo once in a decade. You're going to sell that banjo. Sometimes it's what if, it's difficult for me when I get a really good deal on uh-huh. a, on a piece of gear or sure. something like that. When I get something for free or I get something for, I think that banjo was like two hundred bucks with a case. Yeah. And with a bunch of extra strings and finger picks and all the stuff that I like all the all the fixins, right? Yeah. And I was like, I'll never get this deal again. This is sure. such a good deal. I'll never sell but this. But here's the here's the thing. You think about it as like, oh I'll never get this deal again. But you take that banjo and I know, trade if you, up. If you sold it now, then you would get four hundred, five hundred bucks for it. That money would be back into the economy of your yes. life years down the road you need a banjo again you can buy a $500 banjo and it's like you didn't lose any money now you're talking finances see, and that's way over my head see all, all I'm hearing right now is that Adam didn't listen to the last podcast <laughs> I'm because sorry, it hasn't guys. come out yet right, I'm, so, right. I'm really sorry uh, but you know Deering is back ordered right now for a couple of years yeah. Like people who are ordering deerings aren't getting them. Well, Sam better get to work. Yeah, are the good work. times like? <laughs> is there is there a ton of? I don't know. Is there a ton of value in those? Because I know that's people like their them. lowest end. People they, love them. They sound fantastic. The only complaint I've ever heard is that the head, the headstock is ugly. Well, yeah. whatever. That's the only whatever. that's the only complaint. But once you know that you like them, I don't think the headstock yeah, is cares? that ugly. I don't think yeah. it's that bad. And when you use it for recording, who cares yeah. even more? Um, as far as bases go. Uh, that's tough. It sounds like you do record with the Squire. Sure, but I could re- I could record with the Epiphone. Yeah, but it sounds like the Epiphone has this some noise issues. But Steve's Yamaha is at the church. Mm. You could grab that anytime you needed to record. I bass. could maybe trade Unless these for that Rat it. Proco. That Proco. <laughs> oh, no, I'm gosh. saying I'm saying you for recording bass. You know enough people who own basses that you can borrow basses. Yeah, for to yeah. Re- record parts, yeah. and you could. You could practice out any part you need to on the Epiphone. Sure. How bad is that Squire these days? Because I, I used to play that thing back in it's, the day. It's the it's same. Fine. It's fine. It's the, the same. same. Yeah. Did I use it's that? It's got the Tupperware pick guard so, on it. <laughs> so this is... This is this a, base is worth maybe $60. Maybe nothing. This 60? is this yeah, is maybe 60 I'm amazed. This is really what we should have prefaced this podcast with, and I can't believe we did it. 
You're listening to your favorite podcast. Yeah, Thank you. yeah. This is this is the old band back together. Welcome. So when when your favorite band started, that Squire P bass was what I was playing uh-huh. for was. Uh, for a while until I got that uh, Mexican jazz bass, and I don't remember having any issues with it. Maybe you need to sell Chelsea's yeah. bass. It's a great bass. Okay, here's here's a list. Here's some check marks. <laughs> I, I'm it's a piece of junk. I marked great. on your collection of other instruments. Yes, please. Um, now, now, tread lightly. I know, I know. I don't think I've ever seen you play the violin, and I don't know if I've ever heard you record with that, it. That okay? There's a story behind that. Okay. Number one, I'm not allowed to sell it because that's a hand me down. Okay, okay. In the family from my great uncle Dick Fudge. Dick Fudge, the yeah. legend. The legend. There are well, newspaper articles about him in South Dakota playing during the Great Depression. Sure. Okay. And that was given to me by my grandmother, and she said, never sell this. Okay. Then that but, could- but I'll tell you, I've never played that, but it came with a bunch of bows and rosin, and Dude. I used those bows to play the singing song. Ah, so, okay. bam. All right. Okay, next on the <laughs> you list. You need to loan me one of those bows to play the bass at church. I've never Stop seen it, you play or heard you record the clarinet. It was Chelsea's mom's. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All That's right. Fine. Uh, I've never... Or the saxophone. Same thing. Also Chelsea's mom's? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, that... <laughs> your rusty trombone. <laughs> My rusty the trombone. The only time I have seen or heard... Yes. <laughs> the, tr- the trombone blade <laughs> was when it was a joke. Was Derek and the Termites. Oh, trombone. <laughs> trombone for Christmas. Yes. For Christmas. I don't you're, think I've seen, You're right. I don't you're think right. you've... I don't, your right. trombones take up a lot of space. You're right. The best part of that recording is when Adam's dad told me the only way someone could record the trombone this badly is if they were actually a trombone virtuoso. Oh my gosh, probably. Like, your dad did not believe that that Dower had never played the trombone before. Incredible. Yeah, you need to donate that trombone to a marching band or a ska I should. band. Or I just should. send it to Dower. Send it to Dower. I should send it to Dower. Uh, you've got two auto harps. Yes, Chelsea said I should sell one. Yeah, two auto harps. Also, is, are either, is at least are either of them in tune. Yeah, both oh, okay. of them. Both of them are in tune. I use them. I have heard you use auto yeah. harp. Okay, so but, you sell. But I, have you I heard, use one more than the other. I'll get rid of the one. I have you heard Adam use. play two auto harps at once? Never. Neither have I. Uh, Look at him you've go. Got a lo- you've got a bunch of percussion instruments as far as like marimba. You've, you're not getting rid of the vibraphone, I'm sure. Obviously. Uh, you've got bells and another xylophone. When this says, I mar- use that stuff all the time. When you this says, mar- I use that stuff more than my guitars. Okay. okay. With okay, a marimba, like what size marimba are we talking about here? It's small. It's, okay. It's basically it's basically just the just the uh, what do you call them the keys themselves? Oh, okay. Right. Um, got- and it sits on a box and it oh, okay. has ones. It's like an octave and a half, and you can swap out different keys. So it's not like different. the same. It's not like the size of like. It's the not the same size no, as no, the vibraphone. No, no, no. It's yeah. very small. Because when I'm hearing marimba, I'm like, how are you storing? Well, I know the vibraphones if you, at the church. If you listen, but... if you listen, reference point is my the wedding music that okay that, for that, that has, walk that's down the marimba? aisle to yeah. is going. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. It just, you know, if you use that stuff, you use it. I use everything. Um, <laughs> Do you use the air organ much? Yes. I remember when you bought that, but I don't think I've seen. I've been you. recording with that. You've been recording with the air organ. It's okay. been it's been on it's been on the last three releases that okay. I that I put out. Uh, the cajon and the the jambe, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, percussion. You know, you, you got to have whatever. a cajon, cajon around. Yeah, that sort of stuff you could store at the church, and people are going to use it. And sure. I'm sure you're not that worried about it. Amplifiers. Let's get, get to these amps. Okay. <laughs> well, what about? The, don't the, touch with the rhythm and stuff. All man. right. What about the mandolin? 
The man, the mandolin, the mandolin stand. Okay. I need, I need, I need variation. <laughs> oh, right. uh-huh. I, forgot, I didn't put the ukulele in there. I got a ukulele too. Yeah. And that's staying too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But, okay. But, Here, but, here's the thing. Here's but, the thing. When I'm recording, a lot of times when I'm recording, uh, like a song. Sure. I will play a guitar. I'll strum a guitar, and then I'll go over and I'll layer on a banjo, and I'll layer on a mandolin part, and I'll right. layer on a ukulele. I'll layer on a bunch of strings. And then I'll put a bunch, like, then I'll go on with... Sure. You know, so so a lot of times for me, it's just whatever I can pick up at the time, whatever's handy. Yeah. You know, to, to make it sound like it's more than just like, oh, this is a guitar. This right, is right, a, totally. Well, be- before we hit amps... Amps. Three drum kits. Yeah. Do we need the premiere? Do you seven, really want to talk about seven this? Seven snares. Do you really... Seven <laughs> snares. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, all right. I will agree with you that three is excessive. Yeah. Oh, but but when you consider the fact that I am first and foremost a drummer, not sure. a guitarist. Right. I mean, you I'm, guys having fourteen guitars is ridiculous to me. Sure, sure. And but me 14, having okay, but here's the thing: is fourteen guitars, at least for Ryan, fourteen guitars is like. It's on the edge. I know He's I'm on the edge. Maybe, He's maybe, diddling. Maybe two thousand dollars worth of gear. Three drum sets is like you know, okay. It's you're well, skyrocketing. It's I mean, going back, what we're really talking about here is space too. Think about yeah. the space that three drum kits set Absolutely. up, and you're relying heavily on yeah. a I, church that's running out. Obviously, of Obviously, I will obviously, say obviously, if we were in reality check. I would have to put this stuff into a storage space yeah, and sure. pay for it. Listen, I'll rent you a corner oh of my, my attic. Oh, my gosh. $5 a well, month. Well, you were storing that one kit I here was. for and, a long time. And, I and will you told say, me to get it I will say in Adam's defense, the Slingerland and the Astral are opposite sides of the yeah, drum spectrum. So, and the Premier does sit like pretty much right in the in. middle. The Premier is a traditional, like I say the traditional, premier, but it's a standard rock okay. drum set. That's exactly, that's my mentality exactly. The, the Astro kit the the, and the, the Astro kit is the practice kit the astro the kit is like also my, can't be sold we're in drum yeah. chaos here <laughs> the astro the the astro kit is the practice kit the slingerlands my like my best kit that i'll never sell sure, because i sure. got that on it, it's free. just the best it's a 68 slingerland marine white pearl you know three ply four hundred dollars three ply mahogany and it's it's beautiful i'll sure. never sell it um I think the kits are hard to argue. I think we still could make an argument for the premiere, but I'm not going to make it because I know it sits the in the premiere, middle. The premiere, the premiere is is definitely. If I was going to sell one of them, I would sell yeah. the premiere. The well, one, I'm going to say that, but I, I could sell a couple snares. I the benefit. one piece, the one piece I really don't understand. <laughs> Pearl export snare. Why? It's an acquisition. It's a piece of crap. Somebody left it, and I. I yeah. You know, you, you, that's what happens when you that's, run when you run a venue. People leave stuff okay. behind. You're like, oh, you know what you can do with sixty dollars? You can take your wife out wife God, out to so a nice really. steak dinner. This is a great deal. You can buy a couple of cases of beer with sixty bucks. <gasps> you can buy a couple of How cases of band can or uh, <laughs> like twelve bucks probably. How? Much? I mean, we're talking like five yeah. of these okay. things. I'm going to say, I'm going to put it out there that I have benefited from you having that junky premiere kit over in, in our practice of space. Of course you Cause, have. Because my band uses that every you know, time we practice. Nobody complains about it when they benefit. Right. But here, <laughs> here's what I'm going to ask. If the church came to you and said, you're storing two, two drum kits here, one of which you're never using, being the Slingerland, mm. uh, we want you to cut it down, what would you do? That's what parents are for. You would store wow. it. At your, you'd store it at your You would store the slinger. I'd be like, I'd be like, Dad, do you really need your office? <laughs> so, so along the same lines, 
ZBT and bronze hats. I well, no, let's go back I to have snares some Oh, we're still on snares. Right. How many do you think you need realistically? Because I know that there's different kinds of snares, and it's good to be able to swap them out. Maybe realistically three. Okay. So you could sell four. Yeah. And what, do you think there's there's maybe like 500 to 1,000 bucks there? Sure. I think that's worth looking at. I think that's it's, it's worth looking at uh, stripping down some snares. All right. All right. You've convinced me. All right. Yeah. So we jump to symbols. ZBT, defend. Those were my first symbols. Okay. You know, like a lot of the stuff, a lot of stuff with drums, <clears throat> with drums, you crack cymbals yeah. and okay. stuff breaks. And you have, like, if you have three drum sets, it means that you could possibly need to have three different sets of cymbals. Well, and, sure. and, you know, the other option, too, is you have three drum sets. Who's to say that the Slingerland kick with the Premier Floor Tom and the, the Astro of, High Tom the is the, the best, best combination. Yeah. yeah. And this is where I accidentally reveal that I know a little bit about drums. Well, oh. the, thing, the thing about cymbals is, you know, they store pretty flat. Let's Absolutely. get to the amps. Okay, yeah. amps, uh, please. You got to sell half your amps. Okay, I'll do it. Uh, the the TKO's got to go. The marbles got to go. Yeah. Uh, do you do you use a frontman at home or something like that? No, I basically that was that was an early guitar amp. You got to well. get rid of the frontman because you've got in, in you've the, got Chelsea's Marshall at home. Beautiful. In the early Harry Backman days, we ran the we frontman twenty five <laughs> through that crate cab that you're using yeah. for Dino Ghost. We double amped it. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Listen, uh, yeah, you've got you've got three other really solid amps that you own, and you know people who have other really solid amps that you can borrow anytime borrow you want. Borrow fast. And a lot of the stuff that you have is stuff that you plan on other people borrowing from you. And that's and that's exactly right. Is that I've always been a musician who's who's like the music store that somebody needs to come sure, and borrow sure. something. I'm like, oh yeah, go, it's fine. I literally that Elise's Micron is not at my house right now because somebody's using it yeah. to play right. Well, you know, in some band, and, and I don't care. And if it walks away, no big deal. Sure, it's sure. no skin off my. And back. again, this is something that comes up. Some of this stuff, you know, like that Marlboro, that might not even be worth trying to sell. It might be more That's of a, a hassle trying to sell. Yeah, Good but well. I know, I know when the Crate V18. Uh-huh. crapped on our pastor's son um, that he took the Marlboro home and he was using that for a while until he got his Fender Frontman 212. Yeah, I mean, this, You know, this stuff is kind of deep. So, is, so, is donate so, level. So yeah. some of this stuff is stuff that's kind of been left at the church. So I, sure. I, we talked about this again. Another thing we talked about before the podcast. We didn't. Ryan and I didn't even realize that the TKO and the Marlboro were yours. We thought they were owned <laughs> by the church. Yeah. Because I've never seen that Marlboro anywhere else but the church. Yeah, yeah. well, there's a lot of stuff up there that I'm just like, well, yeah. I don't care enough about this stuff. I think you what know. you need to do with sure. that stuff, if it's been living at the church, you just need to communicate to the youth pastor or whoever else, like, listen, this is yours. It's your responsibility now. Sure. And yeah. it's going to end up wherever well, it ends up. We're giving it away. Yeah, yeah, if you want it sold, talk to Steve because he is the craziest <laughs> master. And if you want to use it cut. for something, that's yeah. cool, too. I think you're fine with <laughs> pedals. You, the pedals you have are really... I really don't have very many pedals. They're respectable. No. Chelsea, Chelsea made a joke on the way up here. She's yeah. like, she's like, you just, you know what? All this, you, we have all these pedals, but you, you just try to stick that big muff on everything. That big, that big muff is great. That's a <laughs> I got awesome a joke, but it, it will definitely yeah. boost us into I mean, the explicit never, category. I've never seen you guys use Chelsea's Fuzzwa or the Phase One Hundred. No, but they, you know, that's, they that's just Chelsea, sit on the show. Do you that's have Chelsea any? Stuff. Do you have any idea how much those Fuzzwas are worth? Are they worth anything? Uh, there's, there's a market for them. Hmm. 
It's a thought. Yeah. So you could sell a bunch of stuff and be like, hey, honey, I sold, you know, $2,000 worth of stuff. Maybe it's time to sell the fuzz wall. I might buy it off of you. Okay. So. We can use it. I could use it and see if I like it and then buy it. Uh, As far as all your recording stuff and your, well, the, you got to get rid of that electric piano. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. But as far as like keyboards and stuff like that, I trust your judgment. You know, mics and all the recording equipment. I'm sure you're fine. Yeah, that's that's just stuff. That, yeah, that's the, all used. The yeah. only thing I would say is, uh, and it's funny because, I mean, it really comes down I, to I was your excessive it. amount of snares, guitars you haven't used in forever and aren't going to use, mm. and then a couple odds yeah. and ends. You the, know, those we didn't mention it in the list, but those uh, the Alesis trio. Oh yeah, the rack trio. I actually was looking at the reverb for that for a long time. Either buy the power supply and use them, or or right. throw them. They're, they they still they sell for at least the last I looked. They still fetch a little bit of money on eBay. I, They'd I, be worth eBaying. Just use flat rate shipping. Get some bubble wrap. I'm sure with with your job, like you probably do. You guys have a lot of bubble wrap come through there. Oh yeah. So just bubble wrap it, yeah, sure. and, you know, you can, that's the thing I'm always looking at with shipping with eBay is like, how much of this stuff can I get from work? Because you're always like most people's workplaces, you're always getting stuff shipped in. And actually I know some of our listeners work for like bookstores and crap. So they, so they, <laughs> they freaking use, use the, their discount UPS shipping. Yep, nice. So they ship like. This guy's like, oh, I shipped an amp for 15 bucks. Yep. I'm like, are you joking? I shipped that amp for $60. Whoa. Yep. They're like, yeah, we got to deal with UPS at my job. I'm like, I hate you. That's crazy. That's what you yeah. do. The mi- again, like the microphones I get, we're all using MXL 990s here. Yeah. But uh, I know, right? <laughs> but but I understand, you know, that microphones are different and. And you've if you're doing, and they're little too, and they're little. And if you're doing like production or engineering stuff, you need a, you need a range variety. of you need yeah. a variety of condensers and dynamics yeah. and cardioid, omni, whatever. I get Come it. Steve, talk like you talk like you know what you're talking about. I can th- <laughs> I can throw out all the buzzwords. Yeah, look at them go. So that pretty much wraps it up, though. That's- I hope we helped you help you through your issues. Thanks, Doctor Phil and Doctor Laura. I really. <laughs> what we should do is you should try to you should do a big campaign to try to like move a bunch of this stuff. That's not and a bad we'll idea. We'll have you back and you can talk about the experience. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I know that you your issues is that you just don't sell anything. No. You don't. You know. You don't have a lot of experience selling this stuff. You're probably going to generate a ton of stories by selling stuff. Sure. Well, and you know one of the things that Ryan and I have talked about before too is that sometimes you get in a mode. Whether it's driven from yourself or driven from your spouse, that in order to get a new piece of gear, you have to sell an old piece of gear that you're right. not using anymore. I mean, and, it's def- selling all this stuff would definitely buy you spouse points where you're like, oh, remember where I sold? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like 30 things in two months. Remember when I did that? Just let me buy yeah. this slice of pizza, and please. You know, yes. I, <laughs> this slice of pizza. And, and for what it's worth, I know like part of the... Part of the, one of the things that Ryan and I don't have to contend with that you do with this list is like you talked about like the violin. The violin was sure, like your uncle's. Are, yeah, yeah. Your clarinet was like Chelsea's mom's. I know the Astro right. Kit was was uh, your uh, father in law's. Yeah. Right. Uh, I have an old Harmony acoustic that was my grandmother's. Other than that, like I'm not getting any gear from family. Yeah, I have one. I have my mom's original acoustic guitar, and that's it. Yeah. So so we don't have this influx of family instruments. Um, 
and we don't even want to get no. into the instruments that like my dad has. You know, yeah. you know right. what I mean. So it's like, so it's like so it's like it's one of those things where it gets a little sticky. But I really do feel like I'm at a place where I can let go of some things, sure. and I feel like you guys have helped me do that. I'm, I'm and I'm really, th- I'm really, t- I'm really, I'm happy. really grateful. I'm going to throw this out there with the family stuff, though. Tell me. Sometimes I think you have to ask the question of, I realize this is a family member's. How much of this instrument is actually helping me remember that family member? Like sure. for that, for that guitar, because I haven't, I haven't called them in six years, I mean, you know. But I'll keep the sure. guitar. Well, yeah. well, I'm thinking like in my case with my acoustic, like vers- my acoustic guitar versus Ryan's guitar. I've seen my grandmother play guitar, mm-hmm. so when I pick up my harmony, which is like freaking sixty years old, right? I think like when I'm playing this guitar, like this is the musical heritage that was passed. My parents aren't musical. Right. This is a musical heritage that was passed from my grandparents to me. Right. Um, whereas with Ryan's acoustic, like I didn't know your mom ever dabbled in acoustic guitar. Yeah. Look at her go. Um, so I feel like there's a differential there. Definitely, like I, I understand, like you don't want to sell it because it's your mother's. But at the same time, like there's not a musical connection. Maybe. Well, the the bigger connection is that it was my first guitar. Sure. Period. And and that's different. And there's no value to it. So and so and I have the space to store it. So yeah, my, you do. So my turn. The <laughs> turn you mind there. If I sort of some stuff here. Yeah. And, and so I guess I guess the turn would be like if your dad was giving you an upright piano, I would understand like this is the upright like the actually the upright piano that I your parents own the console yeah. that's in your parents' living room. This sounds creepy. Adam and I have known each other for like four, uh, for like twelve years. Yeah, we have. Um, yeah. So I've been to his parents' house a ton of times. Yeah, me too. So yeah, if, yes. if if your dad gave you that, like I would understand it. Sure. With like say the Krumar, if your dad said like you just have it with the Krumar, I think we could make an argument that like I don't know if you've ever seen your dad even play the Krumar. Of course so I the, have. Okay, so so maybe there's a deep connection there that I don't know about. So deep. I I so so deep. <laughs> Uh, so that's always a question to ask. Like, is this a family heirloom? Right. Yet, yeah, maybe, maybe not. What is its connection to me? Is the is this a family heirloom that has a deep enough connection that it needs to be preserved? Versus, like, sure. Sometimes you have a family heirloom that's really only worth like sixty bucks. So who cares? Yeah, I think there's there's certain things uh, uh, that. Uh, Here's what I'm going to say, and then we're going to cut off the episode. We'll call it call yeah. it an episode. Uh, there's Good cer- call. There's certain <laughs> things where if you have family instruments and you're not playing them, you have Adam. You have two siblings. It might at a certain point be time to distribute them. They I've bought them instruments as well. <laughs> like, right, I didn't right. even list that stuff. Right, right. And but I'm, I'm saying like if you've yeah, got, when you say twelve button accordion, is that yours or Laura's? That's mine. Yeah. That I only listen to stuff that I have. Yeah, but if you've got you know Dick Fudge's violin and you never play it, uh, maybe it's time to get yourself or just keep one of the bows and be like, oh, here, Laura, be the carrier of Dick Fudge's violin. Well, that would have to go to either Jared or Kathy or something. I'm just throwing out names now. Sure, sure. 
And you know, there's there's you know name dropping like a pro. Jared could go. Jared could be storing some like the saxophone or the clarinet or That's something true. like yeah. that. No, this That's is Jared these are good points. Now. Hand off hand off the responsibility of you the know, storage. But have it be an understanding this is family stuff and if yeah, you don't, don't sell this, if yeah. you need it gone, you give it back, sort of thing. Yeah, well, or, and, like, and that's what people do to me is that they say they right. say like I know you're a musician, hold on to this. Right. right. You know, I'm like, all right. Right. <laughs> and sometimes there's But you need to diffuse it over to other yeah. family members. You're right. Uh, and sometimes there is that that issue where it's like you a family member says, "Hey, store this for me." And maybe you just need to say like I don't have any connection to this person or you need to say like you need to if if the only goal is storage, this isn't something I'm going to personally use sure. ever. So why do I need to? Why is it my responsibility to store it? That's really it, selfish, Steve. No, it's not. <laughs> it's about selfish space. Sure, sure. If you have a family member with a garage and the only goal is That's storage, true. it can go in somebody else's garage. Well, if true. someone says to you and it's, it is the only goal of storage, you could say to them. Uh, Will it to me when you die? Put it, put it Ex- in your will. Exact. For me. That's exactly and my it point. Be like you store it until you're dead. I don't have the space for this right now. Exactly. Yeah. And then, they, then what are they going to say? No, I just wanted to get rid of it. Especially that. Especially they, that 600 pipe organ that Grandma's trying to. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dude, don't get me started on organs. Don't just don't get me started. Organ donation. All right. Well, let's call it an episode. I think we've accomplished what we set out to do. Yeah, we have. Uh, let's play the song from uh, Jason Jason uh, Wozniak. He sent us a song called "What We Want." Uh, really cool stuff. We have another song for the next episode from uh, from Co Schneider. Uh, thanks to everyone who's been sending us. Do songs. we want to talk? I right, let's talk about that next time. Do you remember the band Honor Wounds? No. Okay. We'll talk about it next time. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, we're going to play the song from Jason. If you have a song that you want to hear on the podcast or you want to promote your band or if you even just have like a home recording of a pedal demo or something like that or just testing a mic, send it to us. We play stuff all over the map as far as quality goes. Send, send your voice memos from your car as you're driving to yeah. work. Uh, we had a guy a couple weeks ago send us, you know, like a like a, basically a little commentary on something he was thinking about. You can record yourself talking and send it to us. Record yourself singing in the shower. <laughs> record yourself singing in the shower. Record yourself clapping and snapping your fingers. <laughs> and stomping your feet. What <laughs> if somebody actually sends us three minutes of... I would we play will it. play it. That is why we we'll put, play it. That's why we put the songs at the end of the episode... Just in case it's something unlistenable. Okay. Then, you know, that's, that's when true. people stop listening. Uh, follow us on Instagram and get on our Facebook group. Uh, 60 Cycle Hum at, humca- at 60 Cycle Humcast at, at, at gmail.com. Yeah. Email all kinds of stuff to us. Send us topics. Send us ads from your area. Uh, this is what? Episode 30 or 29? This is episode 29. This is episode 29. We'll see you again in episode 30. Enjoy the song. Have fun. I used to play outside with the
kids at night Cause I didn't like the sun If what we want and what we need could align Then I'd be yours and you'd be mine If what we want and what we need could align Then I'd be yours and you'd be mine Then I'd be yours and you'd be mine If what we want 